You're listening to Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, episode 130. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Let's crack back to like in podcast world. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 130. Siento <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was good. You threw me, you threw me off. I almost struggled again. Oh, I, know. I, I didn't know where I was going with that. I loved it. Loved it. Man, well, welcome aboard, guys. We are coming to you with a topic we're not exactly sure what to call this. I think the best we can come up with is harnessing your emotions. Uh, basically going to talk about, in general, the different human emotions we experience, um, the highs, lows, kind of part of life, and maybe some tips along the way on t- how to harness them, control them, when to, you know, sit in your emotions, when not to, things like that. Um, so, welcome aboard, guys. What y'all think on the topic? Hey, guys. Great topic. Um, you know, it just makes Says me... Says the guy who is most reluctant <laughs> to have this topic. <laughs> makes me... <laughs> Because he has to go from a 6.5 to a 7.5. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I already watched the movie Inside Out, which deals with, you know, the human emotion of a um, young girl. So I already feel like I have the the map out for all of this, and you guys are way out of your league right now because you haven't seen it. Correct? <laughs> correct. This it. is correct. This is correct. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear Matt say harness emotions, I picture a, a horse, and it's name is emotions and he's got a saddle on that thing and he's just riding it (laughs) you know making it go fast and slow so look forward to harnessing that emotion and seeing what we're going if we're in control or that sucker's going to buck us off yeah Mm. man i'm excited for this i think craig craig was pretty dialed in with me on this topic so we're gonna see what john brings to the table craig i'm not doubting you in it though (laughs) but before we get hopping in we're gonna flip it to john for the good old would you rather segment what you got john well guys i'm gonna go back uh, to a food would you rather? Oh. I, don't, I think it's been a while since we've had some. I haven't had so. some food in a while. Yeah, we had a anyway. lot of clothing topics, our shoes. Yeah, a lot of that apparel apparel mm. action. So, would you rather avocado or guacamole? I don't even know the true difference in these two, to be 100% honest with you. Cece, you go first. <laughs> hmm. Obviously, you know the difference. Of the minute what? he said avocado, I'm like, oh, I love some guacamole. <laughs> So I'm, I, I'm going to pick that. For, I'm going to pick it and make some guacamole. And he says, or guacamole. <laughs> so I'm going to go probably, you can make some stuff with avocado, avocado toast, those kinds of things. Avocado delicious. Toast. This really guy delicious. likes Put it. Put it in a salad. Salad. But man, you know, Craigaritas and guac mm. go hand in hand. So I'm constantly living a little Mexican fiesta playing in my ear. So I'm going to go with that guac. There you go. Guac it up. How about you? So it really is the same thing. It's just how I'm eating it. No, guacamole is um, it usually has some different things yeah, in it. With Seasonings. the avocado. Right. Right. You make, okay. you make guac with the avocados. Correct. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's more of a preference mm. of how do you want your green, mushy stuff? Yeah. Uh, 
I think I'm going to go with guacamole as well. I, I just recently got on the boat of even eating avocados mm. um, about a year ago or so. I don't know. And they've come a long way. My, my biggest negative is the texture at times. Like when I eat them in a salad, if it's like a big chunk of avocado or something. But, man, they're so healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Good way to gain weight eating away like some healthy weight. Um, but I really like it. I've discovered going to Mexican food, as Craig was just alluding to. Get you a little guacamole and then put a little salsa with it. Oh, good combo. Mix it up. Pretty solid. So I'm, I'm going to go that lane for right now. You could ask me this in a year, and I might change that, though, because I'm just getting acquainted with all this stuff. John? Yeah, you know, um, I love some avocados, but unfortunately, I have a little intolerance to it, so I avoid oh, it for the most part. But, uh, you know, some of the best places, if anybody ever travels and goes out of the country to the south, uh, South America, you know, central, wherever that direction the avocados there are like a thousand times better than ours for some reason. Really? So Whoa. I think they're they're left on the vine a little bit longer. They're available to ripen, and they just it's amazing. So uh, anytime that I go that direction with my intolerance or not, you I'm suck just it up and deal go. with the bloating, and I'm gonna eat those suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I don't eat them a whole lot anymore. But it is great, you know, when you do have the Mexican food or something like that. Um, it's just a, a great little topping for burgers. I know we have it at the shop for mm-hmm. some of our burger toppings. We got a burger, the avocado burger. Avocado burger, um, nice. It just goes good on tacos, a lot of different things. So I would just go with the plain old fashioned avocado. Mm-hmm. Yum yum yum. Good health benefits too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, John, wasn't too bad, especially considering it's something you don't even like or we like but don't even eat. All right, Craig. I'll only eat it when it's worth it. Let's do this. <laughs> and we're going to move on into the topic on emotions here. And I think the first thing that comes to my mind is I think we're at certain times in our lives built to experience all the different emotions. I, I go back to um, a guy, I can't think of his name, he used to be a basketball coach and um, wound up passing away. And a speech he gave was, you know, as humans every day we should be, our emotions should be really brought out, like happiness all the way down to crying um, at times. He was very big into that. And I tend to agree on the big point in life. I think we're meant to experience all the different emotions at different times. Cece, what you think, man? I think so, man. I think it's beautiful. All emotions are beautiful. You think that kind of is what separates us from animals. Like they're just existing, but we actually feel love and feel the emotion of happiness and sadness. And it's funny you said that, like we should experience all of them. Like we might initially say, well, how do I avoid being upset or being sad or, you know, and there's times where that might defeat, you might be defeating to have those emotions. But like if someone passes, it's so, that's a good thing to have that sadness, you know, and like to accept it and feel it and and just kind of know whatever it's at. And at times, uh, it would be fun to talk about how our emotions might get away from us, you know, when we're in control of them, when we're not in control of them, and how we can maybe get in control of them and, uh, versus just letting them be. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of some of the thoughts I had. What about you, Steve? Yeah, you know, I wonder if he was uh, thinking about maybe people going through their teenage years, so that kind of thing. He said, live all of your emotions in a day because you definitely see that happening, raising teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, Added three more children to the flock here. Um, probably increased his emotions in general. Talking, <laughs> talk, talking about the boys, not the girls. Different flock. Um, but certainly, you know, going through pregnancies, things like that, you see a wide oscillation of uh, different emotions just with the different hormonal levels and things like that. Something I'm looking forward to hot dog experiencing someday. Ooh, boy, emotional roller coasters. Uh-huh. He's going to put on, like, I don't know, so much pregnancy weight. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well 
also, I think, <laughs> when I'm thinking about that, I think Craig kind of triggered my mind too to like, yes, I was just thinking in general, at times in life, you can get really happy or excited about something. I consider myself uh, a feeler in life, so I feel things more than more than a mind person seeing things i like to feel them uh, people you know normally when i see people i'm very outgoing to them want to give them a hug um etc and then there's so at, but the flip with that with me is though when something sad does happen i can get you know i can really get up in my feelings on that too feeling you know loss of a loved one's a good example that'll that'll hit me pretty hard or even down to the point of the last time you might greg had mentioned you know saying I love you or something when you hang up the phone because you don't know that last time you talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that when I'm doing it, that emotion when I'm telling someone bye, et cetera. Um, so I think that's a really good point you make. You can feel a lot through just loving somebody, you know? It's true, and it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't quote our boy Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony. He's been <laughs> on fire lately with Tony. I know. Hey, so many pearls, man. Hey, so this one isn't even written down or on the phone. Craig's just got it, it looks like. All right. The quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your habitual emotions. If you think about it, like your emotional home. So you can have an extraordinary life if you live in a beautiful state, whereas if you live in a negative or not-so-beautiful state, then your life will reflect that. And so I think a lot of times people kind of have this constant negative emotion, and that's certainty in their life. Like they they, ton, they come to own it because that, like they identify with them that feeling, that negativity, and... It makes them feel connected in some way. Um, we talked about, you know, certainty, uncertainty, connection. And people, you know, don't want to let go of their negative feelings because that's who they are. Um, and so that's kind of interesting to think about it because a lot of people are just constantly sad, right? And some people are constantly happy. You're like, well, how do I get some of that? You know, and I'm, you know, they, they used an analogy one time where they're talking about, imagine your spouse comes home. She's like, you know, your spouse says, okay, I'll be home at you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, we're going date night and it's five 30, it's five 45. They're not there. And you know, what's your reaction? One person might be, Oh my God, you know, I hope he's okay. Or she's okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going on. They, they're not here. And there's this feeling of concern. You know, the other person's like that freaking person. They, they, they told me they'd be here. They're late and they're getting pissy. Cause they're thinking they're off doing their own thing. And they knew we had a date at five 45. Why we didn't. So, why does the same scenario have two different reactions? Why does one person have concern and worry and the other person has the sort of like, I'm pissed off because you're late situation? And so you assign a meaning to those emotions. And I think a lot of those things are things that happened to us in the past and we've assigned a certain meeting, meaning if this person's late, then they don't, they're selfish, they don't think about me, it's their concern over mine, versus other person's assigned that, hey, there's probably something wrong in the situation. And, you know, there are ways we can kind of change our reactions to certain behaviors that then controls our reaction, which ultimately controls how we experience life. You know, because this person who's always looking at things through a, you know, glass half empty, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to they're going to have a different state than glass half full. You know, me and Steve's sister pull into a parking lot and we look for the empty <laughs> spots because we know it's going to be open. There goes John. Me and John look for the open spots. And other people are like, oh, I've got to park in the back of the parking lot and walk 10 miles. Well, yeah, that's where your parking spot's going to be in the back of the parking lot because that's what you look at. So I don't know. I just like to think about how we define emotions, the meaning we give to them, and maybe how we can change those. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, you know, I agree. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm always like, I'm going to go park away. I'm just going to get out here. I'm going to get a little exercise. 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 Sure. Yes. But that's the meaning you give yeah. it. It's yeah. an exercise opportunity. That's yeah. a good that's thing. A, that's a half glass full for parking in the back. It's a glass half full for parking far away. 
No, I agree. I mean, uh, there's there's definitely a choice, um, and mm-hmm. it, you know, not everybody's good at making those choices. Um, but it's something that if you're aware of, you can make a conscious effort to change that moving forward. You know, we've all been around people who look at things from a negative aspect, and you feel that um, burden that they continue to to spew out on a con- you know if it's a consistent basis, it can be something that you want to avoid and uh, get away from that completely. So, uh, I know people who are very good people, but they have that personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to call it a flaw, but a personality, part of their personality where they choose to look at things as a, I guess, half a glass empty. What am I trying more to say here? Pessimistic, like more of a mm-hmm. pessimistic outlook um, that, you know, can be tough to deal with. And if, if you allow them to under, unload their burdens on you, it could be something that can change your emotional state. Yeah. yeah. Toggling on with that point. I think it's too like, you know that line of when to Craig's giving that example and another example for me is like you can be get the best news ever I don't know you when you're at school got a great news you know number one in your class or something or something great happened to you in a sporting event or something you know a high in a life two Not, eggs two eggs a day you know yeah <laughs> the girls the girls have a lucky day over there uh you know and you, and you sit there and you can get super high super excited like really fixate and dive into that emotion and when is like taking that too far, you know, because you got others around you, et cetera, or in your own self, you get, I was watching a baseball game the other day, LSU playing, and the, the pitcher got the first two out, man. He was excited on like a level 10, and then he wound up giving up three runs and got yanked out the game, you know. It can all kind of change in a dime, getting super high. Or on the flip side, something goes in the negative for you, kind of like in Craig's example, and you run with the fact of not looking at, well, there might be a reason for this, why they're late, and diving into just, you know, upset for yourself, excited, da-da-da-da-da. And taking it too far. So I think in my, and for me, there's a line on both not getting too high, not getting too low, and whatever's happening. Because normally you're going to be going one or the other direction soon enough around the corner in life. Something's going to present you to bring you to a high or bring you to a low. You know, I agree. And um, also, what do, what do you guys think about showing your emotions? I know um, for a lot of people, they're really mm. uncomfortable seeing some of the different emotions. Everybody's usually comfortable with being happy, joyful kind of thing. But... Uh, people being angry or people being sad, you know, that could be something where uh, I know a lot of people will kind of avoid um, avoid that if they can. It's almost like there's a vulnerability to being sad. I go to a funeral. I had a funeral for my cousin recently, and, like, there's an emotion to losing somebody, mm-hmm. and the natural emotion when you lose somebody you love is to probably cry, right, to let that physical expression of how you're feeling come out. And, you know, I think inherently we try to avoid that because it's a sign of, subconsciously maybe it's a sign of weakness and there's a fear a subconscious fear that people will perceive me as being weak or having that thing even though in that situation it's perfectly okay um and so i think a lot of our emotions and our lack of showing them is because of these fears we've created with steven you've mentioned this before about our kids and just being joyful and carefree and creative and not They'll, they'll, they'll put all emotions on the table. Super happy, super sad, you're going to know about it. <laughs> you know, whereas adults, we've learned to put the brakes on those extremes, I think. Especially the negative ones. Especially the negative I, I ones. I think that happens a lot. You know, there's a fear. Something inside, we, we were punished maybe in the past. There was some negative thing that applied to that emotion. And now when it's appropriate to have or use or it may serve us well, we kind of er, put the brakes on because subconsciously we're like, uh-uh. You know, I'm either going to be in trouble or this is associated with pain or the fear of like, being ridiculed, you know, so I don't, that's some thoughts I think of sometimes when you talk about just expressing emotion. Um, so that's, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I think, too, that uh, showing your emotions can create a form of vulnerability, especially when it's in a tough spot in someone, opening up to somebody, showing them how you really feel, or loss of a loved one. I think that that's a a great one. Um, You know, and I kind of, as I just mentioned a minute ago, going to a spot of the negative emotions, most people don't want to say that, that they're upset, something didn't go their way, want to kind of keep a a poker face. And I think it's important to, especially with the people you're close with, to be able to, you know, exercise those emotions because you're going to just bottle them up. And that, that's not a good way to be either. And it also, when you're vulnerable, can bring, you know, some type of emotional enlightenment with the other person, bring you closer together and form more of a bond, relationship, et cetera, when you are vulnerable with your emotions. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's one of the things that guys do a lot of is they try to hide their emotions, particularly things they're upset about, things that um, they may be struggling with. Um, and I think it's something that we all saw to a, a large extent going through uh, a men's retreat you know, hearing, That's a great point. Yeah. you know, hearing some of those things that have been bottled up burdens, whether it be sadness, anger, um, disappointment, um, that have, has just been eating away at people. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to be able to share those burdens, share that sadness, um, and have somebody else share in that suffering with you, uh, in order to, um, allow you to get over whatever is bothering you. I know we all saw that happen on the retreats and, um, uh, you know, I think it's a difficult thing for uh, a lot of guys, particularly in our area, um, or in general, have difficulty doing. That's a good point. It's like, what do you, what can you do to sort of tackle that emotion that might not be good? You know, like, can you reach out to somebody? Or if you get bad news or get news that wasn't what you were expecting, like in Matt's case, hey, your flight's been canceled till tomorrow. That initial emotion's probably something that you're not excited about, but if you could identify how you're feeling, that's a big thing. Like stop mm-hmm. it in your tracks. Right, I'm having a very upset feeling right now. This is, uh, how can I change the meaning of this? You know, so I'm not just a horrible person to my loved one or I'm just out barking. I mean, you do what you can do, but once you accept it and you can't change it, you know, maybe you can assign a different meaning to it. Like, you know, maybe I wasn't supposed to fly because this is the plane that was going to have Or maybe I get to go stop and have a, you know, experience a new city, experience a new city. And so, uh, one thing that, you know, going back to boy, Tony, he talks about, you know, maybe I've heard this from him. I'm not sure where I heard it, but, Tito. uh, you know, how do you carry yourself? Because motion and emotion go hand in hand, right? So, How's, what's your state? You know, you ever been in those little super pumped up states and you're super high on life and then other times you're down. So whenever you're, you know, depressed, you're probably hanging your head, you're breathing low, you're not moving, you're slouched, you're kind of like blah, blah. When you're happy, heart rate's up, breathing, head up, excited. And I think a lot of times you can change your body's motion and that can create an emotion. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're feeling down, man, just start doing some jumping jacks. Do exercise, that's right. Scream out loud. Yell, sing a song. I'm telling you. Kill that little trampoline Tony does. Trampoline, man. Get Change your body's state, and you can change your emotions. And it's really a simple time. I mean, really, when you're bummed out, do it. Jump around. Get crazy. Your blood will be pumping. Think of some gratitude. Give gratitude for some things that you are wonderful in your life. And biochemically, your mind will change. What do y'all think about also like living off of other people's emotions? Kind of toggle along what John mentioned earlier, people who are negative, but I wouldn't even say that. Like you got people who are super high, like, uh-huh. you know, beyond um, being able to, you know, either friends, family, etc. cetera. I, I've, I myself, again, kind of going back to, I call myself a feeler. If somebody else is having a rough go of it, um, I'm normally, and I was giving John an example this morning, parking lot, uh, I'm normally going along with that emotion a little bit, yeah. kind of feeling them. Uh, what do y'all think about the line of, you know, 
how far to go with that. I think it's important to try to understand, resonate, be with somebody, but not let it affect your own life to a degree too. No, I agree. I mean, uh, it's great. It's all, we've all been around people who have, you know, they're just infectious uh, to the extent that, you know, they're just so joyful, so excited um, that it just, you feel that emotion, you feel that excitement along with them. So I agree, you know, the opposite direction can, can happen too, where if, you know, things are, people are just always sad, always down. They can rub, rub off on you in a negative aspect too. So you need to be conscious about those things and take appropriate steps to limit that influence. I agree. You know, it's fun to be around people who are super fired up and fun. It's infectious because you feel good. And that's an example of their emotional state transferring to you. But on the flip side, if somebody is having a bad time, I think it's totally awesome to empathize with them. And, and if they're upset about something that's impacted their life, to feel that emotion with them, to be sad with them, to cry with them, you know, but in these situations where it's just their, their steady state is to be negative, you have to protect yourself and maybe find a way to change it on them. I know me and Steve sometimes walk into a room, probably you two, Matt, a client, and their emotional state's not right. And if you let that negative person sort of mirror into your response to that, then you're going to come across just as negative. And it's like throwing fuel on the fire. But if they're bummed out, you come in smiling big. What's going on? You're tapping them. You're hugging. You know, you, man, you can change their mindset and their attitude quickly. No doubt. It's crazy. And so it's like mirroring. You start to do, the, you know, what they do and you can change your state into a positive state. And then what would have been miserable for both of y'all is actually a pretty pleasant experience because everybody's pumped and it just makes everything work. So I think there's a chance in those situations to maybe take somebody in a negative state and bring them out of it. And at the same time, not be sucked into the negativity that maybe they're wanting to give out. Yeah, and going back to, uh, I think that was a great point, CC. Uh, going back to the Inside Out movie, you know. Couldn't get it. I know, I've got barely got to squeeze it in here. <laughs> you know, one of the main characters in there, Joy, the young lady who represented Joy. You know, she was trying to make everything always happy, always joyful. No bad, no nothing bad, nobody angry. Uh, but it just showed um, the difference of what sadness, what um, people who miss, you know, interactions, miss family, miss friends, the difference of, you know, what that would mean in the absence of having sadness. So it's kind of like Hot Dog here has talked about before. Now, if everything was super joyous and happy, what would be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what would be, you know, the great the advantage of, of eternal happiness mm-hmm. uh, if we didn't go through these highs and lows? So. Yeah, true eternal happiness is when we're in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to, we're going to have sufferings on earth, and that's okay. And um, like my wife gave me a pillow years ago, and it's in my office, it says, do more of what makes you happy. So I think if you're moving towards something, making progress, or you, know, you have a hobby, just do the things that bring you joy in life. And I think those can kind of be good checks throughout the day, because you're going to have the positive emotions, you're going to have the negative emotions. And I think always having an outlet, especially through prayer, and especially through your communication with your loved ones, friends, and family, I think those are all great ways to kind of live in a happy state yeah and one more neat aspect i want to talk about before we hang this thing up is people who you can see their emotions on their face <laughs> cc our buddy over here is one of these folks so it's always so exciting to see because uh, he does talking about the mirroring the motions he does those things during conversations and throughout this podcast so mm. it's a really neat thing to see oh that's funny <laughs> <laughs> no doubt the facial expressions the are facial expressions are awesome <laughs> Well, look, guys, uh, before we wrap it up, we are going to move on over to the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes, and we're going to throw it over to Johnny this week. What you got, John? Well, what I got is um, 
CC's been inspiring me with all the Spanish that he's been throwing out here for the last 130 <laughs> episodes. So right. I want to get some of that action. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to hire a young lady to come into the house and, and start speaking Spanish to the, to the two middle boys. Um, so I'm hoping to get them to get exposed to Spanish at a young age, get, have them pick up a second language. That would be wonderful. Something that I've always wanted to do, but have really struggled at getting through and becoming fluent. So I think that would be another thing that would help me additionally as far as the kids start speaking Spanish to me, then hopefully I would be able Learning to... Learning some new food recipes, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> he may <laughs> take, over the, the, may take over the numbers of this so, podcast. Hitting the gas for the boys. Hopefully I can get some of that Spanish too and, uh, you know, get them dual speaking, man. I think that'd be amazing. That's awesome. Help them out with international travel. Can really show their emotions and some people won't even know what they're saying. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you do uh, get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast or pass it on to someone who uh, might be interested in listening to it, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me? Let's